Welcome to the MomQ Podcast, where we provide you with the godly intelligence to navigate the uncertainties of motherhood, parenting, and marriage. I'm Candace Nasser, your host and the founder of MomQ, a community of moms building healthy families. I hope you will be inspired and encouraged by today's episode to grow in your faith and find peace, hope, and joy on your journey. This month, our podcast theme is Renewal. The new year is always a great time to reflect on the last year and think about what we might want to do differently in the one ahead. So we wanted to give you some things to consider as you work through this process. Webster's defines renew as restoring to freshness, to begin again. As you start 2024, may God replenish and revive your faith, show you what is important to continue and what you should maybe leave behind. And may he give you the strength and the discipline to do it. Hello, everyone, and Happy New Year. I hope you had a wonderful, rich Christmas celebration with your families and that you're refreshed and ready to start 2024. Today, I have with me the wise and thoughtful Annie Mandrala. Annie is a member of our MomQ teaching team, and she just completed her master's in biblical and theological studies from Dallas Theological Seminary. Congrats on that. Thank you. Such an accomplishment. Way to go, girl. Uh, Our podcast theme for the month of January is renewal. As you know, at the beginning of a new year, we tend to reflect on the year in the past, what went well, what didn't, and we think about how we want to grow and change and just do better in the new one. It's a a great practice, and it seems so natural to us. Today, Annie and I are going to have a conversation about why that is and give you some thoughts to focus your year ahead. So thanks for coming on, Annie. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know you've been busy traveling and with your family, so I really appreciate you carving out time for this. This whole thing today evolved out of a conversation you and I had about renewal and what that really means for us as Christians. And you mentioned that there are rhythms of renewal that God has built into us. And as we were talking and you were telling me the why and the how of this, I just, I got so excited and I realized that we just need to kick off our series with you sharing your insight with our listeners. So we're going to have this great conversation, uh, but before we get started, why don't you share with everyone and I'll share a little too, how your Christmas went. Well, Christmas was fun. Um, I had all my boys home, and so that's always really special to have the kids back together. We spent some time in New Mexico with my family, um, just eating a lot of sugar and hiking (laughs) and sleeping late. That goes together well, eating eating sugar and hiking. (laughs) I know. And let's just say all our our rhythms were out of whack because... You know, we're sleeping late. That's what the holidays are for. Um, Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a good, that's a good point. That's one of the reasons why I think everybody likes January's, you know, restart is to get, because we are so out of whack. Right. I'm like, I just need to be alone right now. Oh gosh. Yeah. I hear you. Well, good. Yeah. Mine was really good too. Of course, um, you have kids that are still in school, college and whatnot. So you have a little bit extra time with them. Mine are all working. So they've gone back and back into their lives and getting ready to start work again. But, um, but rhythms, it's all rhythms. So, all right. So we're going to talk, but let's start with a word of prayer. And Annie, I'm going to ask you to open us in prayer. Great. Yeah. I just, I want to just invite all of our moms and all our listeners out there to just 
stop what you're doing, just take a moment um, as we reflect on rhythms and really what does that look like from a biblical view. And so right now, let's just go to our Lord in prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Heavenly Father, uh, you're so good to us. You're so faithful and loving and you're so patient, Lord. God, we praise you that you are a God of renewal, of redemption, of restoration, a God of hope. Lord, that Mm. there is nothing that we have done. There is no sin too far that you cannot redeem us from. Mm -hmm. God, right now in this conversation between Candace and I, Lord, we just pray that your words would be spoken and that um, our listeners would be encouraged that you would um, help each of us see the way that we need to renew rhythm and trust and depend on you. We invite you into the space with us now. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Great. Okay, so when we started this talk, uh, you and I, you were saying to me that the Bible um, is clear that God has created our world with rhythms Mm. and how he has made them important. So can you share some of that with us? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's just, right at the beginning of the book, right? We see the creation event, seven days um, Mm. of creation. And in it, we see day and night. That's Mm. one of our very practical rhythms. Um, Each day, the sun rises so far as as long as I've lived. (laughs) It's rising and it's setting. And during that day, we get hungry a couple times a day. That reminds us we need to eat. And then at night, we get tired and we go to sleep. Um, so those are some basic rhythms, you know, even within the tides, I love watching the ocean. Mm-hmm. I just love watching the water go out and in and out and in. And, and I just think how crazy that God was, is able to keep the ocean from overtaking the land. Um, hmm. but just that rhythm of high tide and low tide, then we have the rhythm of our seasons right now we're in winter, uh, things are dormant or appear to be, but yet really God's preparing them for spring where new life will come about. The flowers will emerge and the bees will start pollinating and then the fruit and and then harvest again and then winter again. And um, Yeah. And the, and the predictability of that yeah. is, is just really calming. Yes. You know, I've been studying a lot about attachment theory um, in psychology and there's this idea of how predictability predictability in our life is really important for secure attachment in our, in our younger years of life. And God in his greatness um, gave us predictability in his creation to remind us that we are secure and that we're Mm, cared for um, through him. Um, You know, the other thing that really struck me the other day, I was thinking about um, ways that God has called us to renewal. These rhythms of renewal is, um, in the daily bread idea, you know, when Jesus taught us how to pray, part of the Lord's prayer is give us this day, our daily bread. And we Mm -hmm. understand that as, you know, often I've thought about it just like, okay, Lord, every day, God, you provide, you provide. But I was reading something that linked the original audience that was heard that prayer understood that daily bread as linked back to what happened to the Israelites when it came to the manna in the wilderness, you know, they had gone from slavery in Egypt to this wilderness adventure for 40 years of wondering as they were waiting to go into the promised land. And as they were in the wilderness, they started to get hungry and complain. And in Exodus, it says that um, he tells the Lord tells Moses, he says, I'm going to rain bread from heaven for you. 
And the people are going to go out every day and gather enough for that day. He said, in that way, I will test them to see whether or not they will follow my instructions. Because on the sixth day, when preparing what they will bring in, it will be twice as much as they will gather. And so basically God was saying, all right, every day you go out and get enough for that day. On the sixth day, you get twice the mu- twice as much so that they would have it for the Sabbath. And what's interesting is what happened if they gathered too much, it would rot mm-hmm. and it would, it was, uh, it would go really bad. And then, but miraculously on that seventh day, it would stay good. And so God was testing them in the sense of, do you trust me? Do you trust mm-hmm. that I'll provide? And so that natural rhythm of a daily waking up, gathering what we need from God and letting him provide that manna um, was a sign that he's going to provide no matter what. Mm-hmm. And if we try to store up too much, well, if that's not from God, it's it's going to rot and rust and decay. Um, so, yeah, so true. Yeah. And, and the whole, um, the rest and on the Sabbath, yeah. That they were to rest. Yes. And rest not only physically, but rest in, in God and just renewing, mm-hmm. you know, as we're thinking about the next year, renewing um, their knowledge of him, their relationship with him on that day where they just pour all of their energy into him and and spending time, you know, with the scriptures or family or whatever. That yeah. They were it was doing. A com- you know, what's interesting. It was a communal day. It mm-hmm. wasn't just a day of rest for yourself. Like go to the spa and get a, you yeah. know, get a massage and be alone. It was like, gather your people together and celebrate God's faithfulness, you yes. know? And I mean, if we can't look back to six days prior and trace the hand of God and see how he worked in our lives and how he provided just in the week before, you know, there's enough in one week versus even the years past. So, yeah, this this idea of communal um, in which that Lord's Prayer actually was meant for um, a corporate audience to pray together, mm-hmm. you know. And so together um, we pray and we ask God. And then that's that reminds me of another um, rhythm is the rhythm of solitude and the rhythm of community because Jesus himself, right? He withdrew to a mountain to pray. He went alone and then he rejoined the people and then he withdrew to fill up and then he went back with the people. And the same with us. That's part of our rhythms is we do need to be alone. Maybe that's why the night comes, the darkness comes, we sleep, we have time alone, things quiet. And then the day awakens and here we are again. We're back at it. Yeah. And having that time to reset um, and, and solitude mm-hmm. is critical, as we know, is what Jesus yeah. taught. So, um, so that's really good. Mm-hmm. Love that. Um, okay, so the next thing I wanted to talk about was you said that rhythms require boundaries. Mm. So, <laughs> what do you mean by that, and why is that important? Yeah, I was I was uh, doing some study. I was reading Henry Cloud's book boundaries again, mm, such just a good to kind one. of remind myself of what are boundaries and what, and something he said, he says, to reclaim rhythms, we must set boundaries. And so I've been thinking about that. Why do we need boundaries for rhythms? And it's because that boundaries keep us from the extremes. Mm. We either go all or nothing. And yes. What did you say earlier? Oh gosh. Well, I just, I've had that problem my whole life yeah. is uh, I never was really good at setting or holding my boundaries. And so I, I go through these cycles of you know, 
purging everything that I'm doing because I'm burned out. So mm-hmm. then I stop doing things. And mm-hmm. then little by little, I add things back. And I had to learn about 20 years ago to pray, literally, Lord, show me what to say yes to, because I would joke that I had helium hands. (laughs) And you're like, what are helium helium hands? hands? This is great. So this is where someone says, we need help with blah, blah, blah. And my hand would just float up and raise. (laughs) It's like, oh, I can do that. Sure. I'm ready for that. And the next thing you know, I've got way too many things on my plate and I'm getting exhausted again. Mm. And so that's exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Those boundaries. I love the helium ham. I'm going to write that in my journal. That's one of my weekly goals. Maybe you can hold me accountable to that. Because yeah, those boundaries, we have to have boundaries on our time, right? We only have so much time. It's truly finite. It's not a renewable resource. And the older my kids get, that has become more and more apparent you know, the, the old saying, the days are long, but the years are short. Mm-hmm. Is, it is true. That is truth. But we have to have boundaries um, that show us where I end and where others begin. Because mm-hmm. we tend to, that's really hard in motherhood, I think, because we're providing for the needs when they're first born. I mean, literally, they can do nothing without us. But slowly, we have to release our children And what does that look like? And sometimes that's really scary. Honestly, boundaries sometimes are more scary for us than others, but they they keep us self-safe. They help us avoid extremes. And they set set, boundaries, set responsibility and access lines. So I'm responsible to others, but I'm responsible for myself. I love Galatians 6. It talks about carrying one another's burdens And those are the things of life that are really heavy. Like some people struggle with this idea of boundaries thinking, well, this isn't, is this biblical or not? And it's like, yes, it is because there are times that we're called to come alongside and help others in their extreme circumstances, like a a difficult health diagnosis or the loss of a child or a divorce or, or any number of things that are just really heavy like boulders on your shoulder. Mm. And then though, the verse goes on to say, but everyone needs to watch out for their own work and be responsible for their own load. Like we each have a little backpack to carry around and we've got to take care of that. So that's where our boundaries come into place. What's in my backpack? Where do I need to take responsibility for me? Um, And then what is my responsibility to others? So that's, so that really makes me think about self-care, that whole mm-hmm. concept of self-care, because a lot of women mm-hmm. have a tendency to care for everyone else mm-hmm. and put themselves at the bottom of the totem pole and to the point where they're burned out and exhausted. And so what are some, what you're, what you're talking about really is helping us set our priorities. Yeah. Yeah. Because what do we do? Like, it's real easy to want to care for everyone else, but then what about your husband? Or your mm-hmm. own children. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, as because we're so seeking approval from those around us, that's just our codependent nature. Is yeah. I'm okay if everybody else is okay, and how can I help everybody else be okay and be the hero in the story? Is that we lose the sight of the fact that hey, we've we've got a load to carry, and you know we need to make sure that our priorities are aligned. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and and have the the discipline to kind of hold those 
boundaries when people are going to push back on those. And that's hard to do. Yeah. I love the story Uh, in the boundaries book. He talks about the story of the Samaritan, um, the good Samaritan Mm -hmm. and how the two guys, you know, the priest and the Levite go by and they just see the guy on the ground and leave him there. But the Samaritan comes by and picks him up and takes him to the inn and, you know, gets him a doctor and leaves some money and says, I'll be back in a couple of days to check on him, take care of him. Here's some money. He says (laughs) the wrong attitude would be the Samaritan guy picks him up, takes him to the end, says, okay, all right, I'll be back in a couple of days. And the guy says, no, 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 don't leave me. I I can't be alone or, you Mm know, and that's where we have to decipher what's healthy and what's unhealthy. Right. Because we are as believers, as Christians, we're, we are called to community. Um, but we're also called to, uh, shoulder our own responsibilities. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really good. Really good. So, so that, why is why is this important? I think we've we've pretty much addressed mm-hmm. that is so that we have enough to we have enough left yeah. to do the things that we need to be doing, things that God has called us to as moms. Our mm-hmm. primary ministry is in our home with our husband and our children. Absolutely. Um, but you know, we we tend to want that approval, like you're mm-hmm. saying. So this is it's really important that for rhythms, mm-hmm. for us to have healthy rhythms in our life, we you know, it makes me think of margin. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you hear that word and it took me a long time also to figure out that we, if those rhythms help us in those boundaries, okay, if I'm going to have a good rhythm, I'm going to have to have some margin in my life. Yeah. So it's all kind of interdependent. Yeah. You hear, I hear a lot of moms and myself feeling just stressed out or burdened. And I, I got to show me the picture of like, okay, do I feel like I have boulders on my back? And if I do, I'm probably not living in the boundaries that God designed for me. I'm probably, my rhythms are out of whack and I need to renew. I need to go back, evaluate the, and see what am I carrying that is not mine to carry? Cause God is clear in the word. He says he will not give us more than we can handle. And what he does give us, he's going to help us carry it. So renewing the rhythm is so important yeah. to reestablish just the tempo that God desires for us. Absolutely. And you, you have some great examples Mm. of people in the Bible that, um, that were able to do that or that needed to do that. Um, why don't you talk about one of those? Yeah. So it's interesting. These, you know, when things, when your boundaries get out of whack or when life gets, um, out of order, you know, my biggest encouragement for moms and for, for myself and for you and for all of us is that we would never feel like it's too late to renew. Mm. You know, we just look back at Adam and Eve. I mean, instantly, quickly in the garden, they sinned and they were, they fell short. They were, they, God said, I'm sorry, but and now I'm going to have to cast you out of the garden. But he didn't leave them with that. He said, you're going to have to leave the garden, but I'm going to provide clothes and, and I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to stay with you in this new sense. And and there was a new rhythm um, to that life, even then that goes on to the story of Cain and Abel and where um, Cain kills his brother, Abel. Mm. And you would think at that point, God would say, I'm done with you. But even with Cain, even in his disobedience, God showed grace and mercy by protecting him from the people that he thought they thought he thought would kill him. Um, the other rhythm that's really interesting is the, um, is Noah and the flood. I mean, you have this catastrophic event that occurs and after uh, almost a year's worth of water on the earth, it all recedes. And it says that, um, 
that the rhythms of life renew, that seed time and harvest come back. Yeah, it's so beautiful. Yeah. So God God starts it over. He does. He can take the most catastrophic events of life and renew our rhythms back to the design that he And it's never too late. It's never too late. Yeah. And that is the whole point of this new year. As Mm -hmm. we, as we look down the road, Mm -hmm. you know, what, what do we want to change? It's never too late. It's never too late. I love that. And, and so give us some example. I mean, some, like you said, there's activities that we want to make sure are supporting the mission and vision of our family. So what do you mean by that? Like in terms of setting our rhythms? Oh yeah. So we want to, um, yeah. So part of setting our rhythms is looking at our calendar. You know, mm-hmm. the calendar is a, a pretty big rhythm. Um, and like you said, if we don't have margin on the calendar, if we take every day and we fill every time slot, mm-hmm. we are going to be so burnt out. I have such a good example of that. Tell me. So I, I, I retired mm-hmm. a year and a half ago and I played a, ten, a lot of tennis when I was younger. And mm-hmm. then I decided, you know, when I retired, that was one of the things I really wanted to do was get back into tennis. But I also am running a ministry and teaching um, in that ministry and also taking a class through our church. Mm. And this <laughs> fall, <laughs> I kind of, you know, here we go, right? Mm-hmm. The, the boundaries. I woke up one day and I had didn't have enough margin mm. and I was just burned out and I just had to go, something has to go. And the low, you know, the one thing that was the easiest to cut was, was my tennis. And I had made some friends and I really, um, you know, even in my, you know, my, I'm an empty nester, my kids are gone and, you know, it seemed like this was going to fit in really well. Um, it didn't. And, and so that was when I, I kind of learned a new lesson is just because something can fit on my calendar doesn't mean that it should fit on my calendar. And so when I looked at my calendar, oh yeah, I can play tennis these days and these days, and then I can teach these days and these days and take the class this day. And then before I knew it, my calendar was completely full and I had, yeah, anyway, that's my example. Yeah. No, it's so, it's amazing. And my husband and I, uh, a couple of years ago, shut down our business. And so all of a sudden I was at the same kind of spot, like, oh, I have all this extra time. And then it's so true how quickly we are able to fill our time if um, with things that are good and mm-hmm, fun. Mm-hmm. And tennis is a good thing. It's healthy. It's good yeah. to be physically active. But people don't tell you it's going to take 20 hours a week. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, we're Lessons not, not low-achieving women. If we're yeah, going to oh do gosh. something, we're going to do it all the way. Yeah, and so That's an um, issue. Yeah. And so as moms, it's really important because not only do you have your schedule, your husband's schedule, and it, however many kids you have, the, the calendar gets full. And so you have to decide, I would say at the beginning of the year, decide what is what are your priorities? What are your values? What are the things you really want to protect? So if, um, if the spiritual life of your family is important, it's going to be really important to protect Sundays. Mm-hmm. And there are so many things that are encroaching on Sundays. Yeah. Um, and they're not bad things, but they will steal that time away. And that, and you have to set those priorities like we're talking about yeah. Mm -hmm. and just guarding, you know, making sure that you, everything that you take on, Mm -hmm. you pray through it, talk to your husband about it, or, you know, if you're not married, um, some mentor in your life and, and, 
just because your kids want to play on the soccer, baseball, football team all at once, yeah, doesn't mean that's the right thing for them. And yeah. you have to make those calls. And that's all part of renewing and setting um, boundaries so that our rhythms mm-hmm. can be protected. Yeah. And I think uh, back to that, that idea of um, secure and healthy attachment in your home, having these, having some established rhythms will help normal, um, will help bring security in the home. Cause mm-hmm. when they don't have that, what happens is you have rhythms of chaos Yes, of, um, wake up early, get the food in, you know, run out the door, cop on the bus or drive them to school because, you know, I don't know why, but you, then you pick them up, get a change in the car, go to the activity, hurry up, drive through Chick-fil-A, have dinner, hurry up, get home, do the homework, hurry up, get in bed. I mean, yeah. and that chaos becomes the normal. And so that is, that's confusing to kids. And that is, is just not healthy emotionally and physically. No, no, that's called disorganized attachment. Mm -hmm. It's very unpredictable and it's chaotic and it's not good. And, and what are they, what are we doing that for anyway? Yeah. You know why? Because everyone else does it because we're trying to make our kids happy instead of making sure they're raised to know and love Jesus. I mean, there's just so many things that can get in the way of that. Yeah. So. You know, my sister is a, um, a pediatric provider and I was asking her cause she was with young moms all the time. I said, what do you see is going on? And um, we talked about it and it's like moms are taking their kids to daycare. So while they're at daycare, they can just do more and more and more pick them up, you know, and, and it's like, we just want to keep adding more and, we were joking because we're like, more is really not more. It's less. Less, less is more. Mm-hmm. The less we do, the more we are available for the emotional, physical, spiritual needs of our family and of ourselves. Yeah, so, I've so learned that. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so let's review the steps yep. of healthy rhythms. So healthy rhythm. So I would say we start with to get a healthy rhythm, we need to start by looking back. Evaluate the year behind you, your successes and your failures. Um, kind of think through your stress level, the busyness level, and then think about the laughter levels. I honestly, I started, I, I try to kind of flip through pictures and I start looking and I think, where have we been and who was in those pictures and what were we doing? Um, what was the focus of our time? And and just thinking about, you know, were we, am I just taking pictures of my kids at their activities Or are we taking pictures of us as a family doing just normal things connecting? Mm. Um, I I would encourage everyone, take some time to look through your photos. I think they tell a story. That's a great point. Um, I I think that will tell a story every year. And honestly, for me, as I look back at photos, I think, why am I not in any of these pictures? (laughs) Because I was always taking the picture. I was in control. And I don't want a bad picture of me. So I'm like, I'll just take them. And so realizing, you know what? I need to hand the camera to somebody else and say, would you take a picture of me with my kids or me with my husband? You know, why am, or why don't I have more pictures with my husband? Because he's become less of a priority and all my kids, the pictures are of my kids, you know? I mean, it tells a story. Yeah. So and that's the awareness. The awareness. Good. Then I would say, look ahead and think about what you want to capture in those photos in the year ahead. What would you like to see change? Maybe what would you like to keep? What are your ex- expectations? You know, people you want to add, places you want to spend more time. Um, just being t- intentional about what's ahead will give you hope for change because we all know that if you don't do anything different, nothing's going to change. Um, and so 
while we look back and we look ahead, what we have is we have today, that daily bread. Mm. And so today I would say we need to set boundaries. We want to figure out our own self-care routine. You know, always we start with ourselves. The, no one, we can't change anyone but ourselves. So if we change the tempo of our lives, the speed of our day begins from the moment we wake up. And so I love that if we can find time when we first wake up to worship, to pray, to read the word, to meditate, meaning to chew on it, to ponder it, and to spend some time in praise, that will set a tempo for the day ahead, which Absolutely. will set tempo for the years ahead and repeat it daily. Mm. Um Obviously, we need to make sure we're moving our bodies, eating well, sleeping well, and maintaining that margin. Good. Um, Prioritize your people Mm -hmm. by protecting time with your husband, Mm -hmm. your kids, and also time for friends and and family is really important. Yeah. That's that community part. Yeah. We need community. We're not mm -hmm. meant to do life alone. Yeah. And if you don't have community... In your life, um, that that should really be a priority. Yeah. The, being in the Word and having yeah. a um, prayer life, and then having that community. Yeah, so, so. important that rhythm of solitude and community. Mm-hmm. We're um, definitely not meant to live yeah. life alone. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. So, and I like how you said um, you mentioned to me that this is not a four step program no. or whatever. Yeah. 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 I mean, wouldn't it be nice if somebody could say, all right, here's the next. And I'm so literal in my thinking. I'm God's really revealing to me how literal I've been most of my life. You know, I just want somebody to say, here's the the things you do. And then you input, (laughs) input, input, and the output will be this. If only. If only. Like (laughs) I, I mean, I have a math degree, so I love order. I love things working out perfectly and yeah. And I, and I taught accounting and finance. <laughs> right. So yeah, I get it. So the fact is that's just not it. Um, the reality is we need to be aware of how our rhythms are going and recognize when we're out of step, you know, it's like a dance. Um, mm. if we're in a dance and, and we're just keep crashing into our partner or the people around us, maybe something is really out of step. And so we need to stop and, and, and repent and to change our way. And it can happen real quickly. You know, I'll walk in a room and I I know I get in my, my controlling self and I start barking orders and then my husband gives me a look and I think, all right, Annie, stop. <laughs> Renew. Oh, okay. I've seen oh, that look. I noticed that I'm, I'm sorry I didn't come into boss everywhere around. I just, there's some things we need to get done, you know, and, uh, you know, and not, and not, and just give yourself grace to realize, or you go yeah. through your week and you realize you're in the car and you're screaming at your kids and go, whoa, okay, hold on a second. Mommy is a little bit anxious and out of control right now. Like, yeah. let's all just pray. Like a lot of times prayer is a great way to Well, yeah. It. And that's what I was going to say is just, you know, the, the key is just as we're thinking about next year is spend some serious time in prayer for God mm-hmm. to just, you know, reveal to you those places and things that you need to change mm-hmm. and, and the rhythms Mm-hmm. that you need to incorporate and how you can get there. Yeah. You know, it's interesting as w- what we're doing, teaching moms about how to have healthy families and every family is so unique and mm-hmm. so different. Um, it's hard to, to teach and, and to speak to every need out there. Yeah, we but, can't. And we can't, but the one who can is, is God and the Holy Spirit. They know everything. Amen. And so prayer is so important. And then having that community to bounce ideas off of. 
um, you know, it, what works in your family is, is what's going to work in your family and what works in my family will work in my family. And yeah. And we can share ideas and some things just won't work for me. That'll work for you and vice versa. Sure. Yeah. And, and there are seasons. Yeah, definitely right? seasons. You young mamas with those babies. I know when they say wake up and have a quiet time, it's like, no, I mean, I used to every day at nap time because I would go and have my quiet time during nap time. Cause that was my alone time. I knew I could think I can't have any distractions when I'm praying and reading the word I get, or in the morning I would be anxious about everybody waking up and think, right. Oh gosh, I need to take a shower or something before they wake up. Um, so yeah, the rhythms are different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as just as we close, is there anything that you, that we haven't said or um, something that you want to share to encourage our listeners um, as they try to set their rhythms and, and put all that into place in this new year? You know, I think that what I just would encourage was, is that, um, I think back to some of the, the shifts in my life where rhythm was really, um, unhealthy. Like, um, I had a friend at a time who required a lot of my time Mm. that pulled me away from my husband and my children and and, and got me talking about things and talking about other people kind of sucked me down a path that just was not, was violating a lot of my personal boundaries and values. And I had to end that friendship. That was very difficult because um, we spent all our time together. And then um, I remember my oldest when he was in elementary school in fifth grade and he just started having all kinds of um, struggles emotionally and, and, I just really, God just said, Hey, we've got to do something different with his school. This is not working. And so I had to really be open to changing that rhythm that we were so established that this was how we were going to do school Mm. for the next, you know, for his full 12 years. And, uh, God changed that. And then, and then we came to a season of having to shut down our business. You know, it was like, well, this is what we're going to do. We're going to run this business and we'll retire at this age or we'll, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and God just revealed, Hey, your rhythms are really unhealthy. It's time hmm. to let this go. And hmm. so with each transition, as, as you sense your rhythms, maybe getting off, uh, just evaluate, is this rhythm off? Cause I'm in an unhealthy pattern. And how does God want me to renew this rhythm in a new way that honors him and honors the path that he has me on. And so That's great. Annie. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Well, thank you so much. This has been so fun. Well, and I'm inspired. Somebody out there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I am sure inspired and I'm sure that moms are as well. So, um, all right, well, let's just close real quick in prayer and, um, we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. Father, thank you for this time, for the wisdom that you give us, for the model of rhythms that you've given us through your creation, um, the, the days, the nights, the Sabbath, um, that you provide our daily bread and that we can just rest in your, your goodness and your mercy and that you don't want us to be stressed out and out of whack and not, you don't want us to take on too much. And you even tell us in your word that we we come to you, that your burden is easy and your yoke is light. And so, Lord, I just pray now that each one who has listened to this message today would really evaluate and sit with you and spend some time 
thinking and praying over what changes they need to make in this new year and how they can grow and just become more mature in their faith, calm in their family life and peace, and just have those healthy, healthy rhythms that you want for us. We thank you. Thank you for Annie and her wisdom. And we just pray that our listeners would be blessed in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. If you're hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode. And for that, we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if so, please feel free to share it with others who might be interested. You can also give us feedback in the comment section, and we would love to hear from you. If you have any questions about anything you heard today, or would like to suggest topics for us to cover in the future, message us on Instagram and Facebook at MomQ512. We'll see you back here in just a couple of weeks.